Welcome to Catalytic Conversations. I'm Wendy Dickinson, founder of Ascend to Sell. I coach business owners through the psychological aspects of key transitions, primarily stages of growth. My clients are experts in running their businesses and want to lead their organizations through transitions successfully. This podcast explores entrepreneurial experiences of owners and founders, as well as the role of external advisors. My guests explore their challenges, pivot points, and decision-making strategies. And as listeners, you have the opportunity to reach out to ask questions, share thoughts, and learn from the experiences of others. Today, I'd like to welcome Edward B.B. Hamilton to the show. B.B., thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Well, B.B., would you tell our audience a little bit about what your business is? Well, um, we're a full-service barbershop. Um, we're not your typical barbershop. We don't rely on foot traffic, as some do. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much by appointment only. And the whole time we've been open, we haven't did not $1 of real advertisement. And all of my guys, everybody on our team, are making way more money than they, money than they ever have since they've been a barber. What a, an amazing success story. And so, BB, tell me, your your folks, because I, I follow you all on social media, wow. so I've seen some pretty artistic work that you guys do. How big is your team? Well, the team consists of, um, we have a core team of three guys, which is myself, uh-huh. a guy named Everett, and another one, Devin Wells. Um, they're a core team, because they've been with me the longest, and mm-hmm. we're pretty much the leadership team here. And yeah. then we have two other barbers that's with us. And we have also, you know, some apprentices that's with us as well. So our training is very intense. Yes, I, that's what I've heard. So tell us a little bit about your training program. Well, we have a thing where excellence is the standard. Yes. And not one hair out of place. We try our best to be on top of things. Um, being that I had a chance to compete and also travel and, and judge hair competitions and be on the road, I know what the rest of the industry is, the standard is. Mm-hmm. And I believe that every everyday man in the barbershop deserves that and better. Yes. So with my guys, we... We make sure that we continue to learn. Mm-hmm. Education is number one here. We we try our best to close our minds to the fans and what they say that's good. We all yeah. try to get better every day. And yeah. I don't know how my guys. We we focus. We all focus on just one percent. I don't know if you read the book uh, Atomic Habits. Yes. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes, so Atomic that, Habits yeah, is great. That's one of the biggest things that we focus on is becoming one percent better every day. Yes. And with compound interest. Hmm. It just it makes a world of difference, though. Yeah. You know, it, you and I were talking earlier as I came in, and one of the things that um, I so admire about you is your willingness to mentor as well as be a biz- business owner. And you meant to, mentioned apprenticeships. So so tell us a little bit about how do guys find you that want to well, do um, this? I have a partnership with the Department of Labor. Oh, do you? One of the sponsor shops where you know, once the kids they go through the apprenticeship program in the school, uh, most of the times Richmond Tech, we work pretty closely with them. Uh-huh. Um, I also teach their department time so once they go through their program they look for shops to get their hours in so they'll be eligible to take their license and then how many kids do you find will want to come here and go through your program but because it's so demanding well i'm gonna be honest with you a lot of them don't make it that's what i i wondered a lot of them don't make it because 
of the microwave generation we live in, we don't find too many people that really, really want to work hard. Mm -hmm. They like the results, but they don't know that the results they see come from the work that they don't see. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And, I, and I focus on what am I doing when nobody's watching? And all my guys, they have the same mindset. Yeah. We focus on what are we doing when nobody's looking? When nobody's clapping their hands for us, are we still doing the best thing to do? You know, being your very best, always doing your best. You know? So, you know, just little principles that I picked up from self-development books and trainings that I've been in, I try to pass yeah, and so you and I are both Gary Vaynerchuk fans. I know he's something, isn't he? Yeah, and it, it looks like you have um, really uh, you you align pretty darn closely with Gary V. Talking about having patience and really practicing, right, and developing the skills that your guys need. Take a lot of people's skills, though. You know, tell me about that. I think with entrepreneurship, people don't they don't look at the developmental time of it. Right. Um, we're one of the only shops that's had our same floor since we've been open. Oh, and baby, that is amazing. Everybody that you see in here, from the apprentice all the way to every licensed barber, everybody was handpicked. Wow. What kind of people do you look for? Or what's what what kind of ca character do you look for? I look for the stuff you can't teach. Yeah, exactly. So what what do you what do you want? People that are um, very responsible. Yeah. You know, pay attention close to fine details. Have good manners, because I'm a country boy. <laughs> I'm from Augusta, Georgia, so manners and mannerism means a lot to me. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like that as long as you're a good person, I can teach you the skills. Mm -hmm. I can't teach you how to be a good person. Mm -hmm. That's something I can't teach. Yeah. You gotta have that in you. So if you have the basic core skills, mm -hmm. the fundamentals of doing this, we have a, such a systematic way of training our guys that six months will be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I also sense that that it's important to you, along with the manners, that people have a genuine kindness and interest in the in the clients and customers. Because you know. Being that this industry has transformed so much and we're blessed to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the practitioners forget that this is the service industry. Yeah. Everybody's so quick to say, well, I work for myself, I work for myself. Are you really don't? Mm -hmm. Whoever's sitting in that chair, that's yeah. your boss. Yes. Um, where Earl Nightingale, some of his teachers, they tell you about, you know, being able to, you know, do what your boss needs you to do. Mm -hmm. some, like I said, entrepreneurship, everybody doesn't want to walk around a big SLHS say, I work for myself. It's my pleasure to serve. Yeah. And my success has come from my pleasure to serve and help build. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you about is... You know, I I know one of your apprentices, and he's one of uh, such a special person. And I know that that you have taken such an interest in him and his life. Mm. How much time does that type of apprenticeship take? And do you do that? Is that your approach with all of your apprentices? It used to be my approach with everybody until I learned to develop some filters. Oh, um. Because everybody, like I said, they glorify what they see now. They look at me now, they look at me when I'm on Instagram and the hair shows and going to these places traveling with the NBA teams. They, they glorify that part of it. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize how much uh, that it took and trial and error. And so when I find somebody that 
wanted back. Because the good, interesting thing about Bobby is this. He was in my class, and he was the least interesting. Out of appearance. He didn't seem like he was that interesting. I was like, hmm. And that was like a shell that I was like, okay. As he was under the shell here. I was very interested. Out of, I want to say, 20 people that was in my class, he's one of the top schools. And he started out every less. I mean, he was barely interested in it. He didn't show no interest at all for it. It was kind of like, you know what, this is my last resort. I'm going to see. I'm going to try this out. Yeah. But now, he's the one I'm the most, that's my most prized possession now. <laughs> yeah, he has really, he has really shown an aptitude and I think a willingness to continue to practice. Yeah, I think because of what people try to realize that um, what you become in pursuit of what you're getting, it's priceless. Yes. Like, pursuing and getting the money and all this stuff, that's all right. But what you develop, the type of person you develop and you become, oh my God. Yeah. Because I know what it did for my own life. Because it just took a mindset shift. Yes. You're so right about the mindset. I mean, going from a fix to a growth mindset. Yeah, yes. And developing that sense of resilience. Yes. You gotta have a sense of belief that make everybody think you're crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, we've gotta be a little insane, don't you gotta we? Be, you gotta yeah. Be a, a serial entrepreneur, you gotta be a little crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you brought up crazy, okay. but I'm gonna put it another way and ask. It, so, so what kind of an emotional investment do you make in your business as a business owner? Um. It has developed and changed so many times, but yeah. it's always been uh, people first. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and sometimes I feel, I used to feel like I got short in the step because I felt I just wanted to build and give people so much. Yeah. But now I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor really, really, like, not necessarily me making a whole bunch of money off of them, but it's so wonderful to sit back and watch them grow mm -hmm. and see how their whole life has changed. It's so rewarding. And with that, so many opportunities open up for me. So, so tell me about that. What's your what's your vision for the future? Well, my vision for my future is I'm gonna everything I put my hands on. It's gonna be a service. I'm in school now, currently at Forest College um, for massage therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this year it's been such a roller coaster in such a good way. You know, um, I went back to school this year, got my high school degree, and that oh, was congratulations! Yeah, I got in January, and I'm enrolled in college. This is my first week. I was like, this is a, this is going fast. This is really good. Yes. But I credit all of that to personal development and finding somebody that can believe in me until I had the strength to learn how to believe in myself. Yeah. And once I started believing in myself, I was like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times we come with labels and things like that. Yeah. And that's why hearing other people's stories is so important because in school, in elementary school, diagnosed with ADHD, mm -hmm. and this lesson. So I was like, okay, walking through school just feeling like I'm dumb all my life. And then realizing, oh, I just learned different. Yes. And then as I got older and started reading other stories and listening to podcasts and listening to books and Les Brown and Damon John, I was like, hold on. I thought the disability is really my superpower. I'm like, hey. Isn't that an amazing thing? Wow. You know, the ability to be able to see something different. Yes. And different don't necessarily mean wrong. Yes. And once I realized that and started believing it, oh my gosh, it took off like a rocket. So you're such a great mentor. Did you have a mentor? Well, I had 
trying to think of how they put it. I have plenty of great male figures in my life. Uh-huh. You know, my father was a pastor, you know, I don't know for many years. And um, I have uncles, military uncles, so discipline is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, you know, I haven't always practiced it the way I do now. But sure. you realize that those seeds that were planted in you, once they grow, you're like, wow. I remember when this happened. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. he was telling me this. And um, so, and I always pay attention. And I always ask a lot of questions. So anything I can do to become better. Yes. I, I have such a hunger for growth that is yeah. it's unreal, you know. And I believe now more than anything that it's possible. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's such a great feeling. Do you do you have a family? Yes. Here? Yes, I have um, a wife. Um, we've been married 13 years. Congratulations. I have a daughter she just turned seven yesterday. Oh, that's yeah, great. So, no more kids. Yeah. Um, so, so how do you work that that balance? Or um, and we were just talking that work life balance yeah, is a myth. Balance is um, something that I had to learn. Yeah. Actually, um, because I was just. I was such a serial entrepreneur yeah. that I, I didn't have the balance like at first. You know, I was just up before the sun, down after the sun. <laughs> that was my life. Um, and actually, my wife introduced me to a book, Essentialism. Really? So I began to then learn how to say no and only do that which is essential. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest things with being an entrepreneur is learning how to tell, delegate. Yeah. Now that's always been a challenge for me. Yeah. And once I started learning how to do that and saying no, you find out that people really can figure it out without you. <laughs> and that's when I developed filters with the you know, mentees and everything. Yeah. Because now what I do when people come to me and they want my help, first thing I do now before we have any real conversation, I give them a book. So we read the book, after we read it, come back, and we'll talk. Majority of them don't come back. Yeah. Because they don't really die to read. <laughs> so, so out of curiosity, do you have one book that you give yeah, each I time? Yeah, I one, my interview book. I give to Who Moved My Cheese. What is, oh my gosh, that is so great. Yes. Yeah. Who Moved My Cheese, and then after that, we're in the Four Agreements. That's the next book. Mm. Okay, who wrote that one? Um, I think Don... Sure the Four Agreements? Yeah, Four Agreements. I'm not familiar with that one. And it's an amazing book. <laughs> okay, it well, you've a, just got given me an addition to my reading list. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Four Agreements is... That book is, I, I would say, it's life-changing. Okay. It is life-changing. Um, and it is focused on four principles. Being impeccable with your word. Not taking nothing personally. Mm-hmm. Don't make no assumptions. And always do your best. Oh, that's awesome. So if you do those four things, yeah, everything falls under that umbrella. Especially in a service industry, everything falls. You would succeed. Everything. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. with with your um, the work life balance thing, do you yeah. ever feel that you're like torn between your family and your work? Well, I think because of the level of there we go. Yeah. Oh, I know that book. Yes, yes that's great. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. Well, what I learned uh, with the work life balance, mm-hmm. I think you have to begin with the end in mind. Yeah, yeah. You got to begin with the end in mind, and the communication got to be wide open. Yes. So, boys watch me from a place of defeat 
now to a point where I feel like I'm unstoppable. And she has seen and witnessed the growth and the changes. Mm-hmm. So now, when it's communicated, she understands exactly what I'm doing. And but I do make sure I do shut down time. Make sure, you know. Yeah. You know, um, and they know that she knows those that it's not just me based. Mm-hmm. Make sure they like to be a whole lot. Better. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering. So you have your family. Mm-hmm. You have your business here. Mm-hmm. Executive grooming. Yeah, the executive grooming lounge. And and then you also have started this additional program yes. where you're learning about. So are you considering starting another business too? Yes, I want to be on a small level first. Uh Because uh-huh. I really want to set the standard. Like yeah. You know, that's one thing that I've learned to mark what I've done good. See what I can do better. Yeah. So not necessarily what I did bad or wrong. So it sounds like too, you're the kind of learner who kind of you want to get your hands in there and learn the yeah. skill first, yeah. and then you start the business yeah. and and yeah. groom a core team. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, I don't believe in employees. I believe in teams. Yes. I've been a part of organized. That's an amazing distinction. Yeah. Okay, did everybody hear that? <laughs> Not employees. He believes in teams. Teams, no employees. I'm a big football fan. I've been a part of organized sports and I've been in the band in my, um, all my years. So, uh, I think the mindset is so much different when people know that you got their best interest in hand. Yeah. You know, I feel like you, if you build the people, yeah, the people will build the business. Mm-hmm. It takes some patience to do that, but I, I sincerely do that. If you build the people, build them first, make sure they have some substance about them. So that way, when it's time for the business to start doing, you have a strong foundation. And when it's time, right now, I'm coming into my years where it's almost time for me to walk away. So I feel comfortable when I walk away. They're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, they will be. I'm not losing nothing because as long as they're winning, it's victory there. Yes, you're right. Because they were on my side Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And you know, it's one of the things that I, I hear about and read about um, so much are our leaders who have trouble creating that sense of connectedness on a team. And I believe the, the, the issue becomes the people that have the biggest issues are the ones that want to be the boss. I think that is a really important distinction. And Can I, you talk more about yeah, that? Yeah, I definitely want to um, because I have Doc come here. He's like, man, you know. I've been watching you guys, you know, y'all go out, y'all party together, y'all hang out, y'all go to trade shows together. How was you able to get that? He kept talking about how he had so big, such a big turnover. I said, well, you know what I'm saying is, the turnover is becoming because you're trying to bully people and boss them around. Most people get in this business and of entrepreneurship because they don't want to work for people. They don't want to raise their hand and go to the bathroom. Right. You know, right. Everybody. So now, what I do is I look at it and say, I don't want to be a boss. Now every team, every good football team, need a great quarterback. Yes, they do. Yes, it does. I mean, yeah. yeah. I need a great quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I may be the one caller, please. My name may be on the bills and stuff. But I take suggestions. If you say if you see a better place, hey, let me know. We come together and build wow. together. But you, I feel like value, if you can add value to people, whatever it's going to cost them to get that value, they don't care no more. You're right. Because there's value. Yes. People pay for what they value. Yeah. These guys are investing their lives, their time, and believing in it and 
the, um, the leadership and the values that I was doing. But like, I think once they started seeing a little success, it was over after that. I told them something that was very hard for me to believe when I heard it. But they believed in it, and now their whole life is changed. I heard it, I think it was Jim Rohn. Oh, yeah. He's another great one. He was talking about saying that the yearly income will become your monthly. Your monthly will become your weekly. And your weekly will become your daily. It blew my mind once I seen that become true. Oh, my gosh. That is such a great... I, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, when I seen it become true, I was anxious more to show everybody else. Yes. And, but... Like I said, I had to have those filters. Yeah. Because I had to have some good seed to work with. Right. You know, there's no need of me keep plowing in the soil and getting it ready. I don't have any good seed to put into it. Right. So I had to make sure my guys, like, at first they didn't understand why I was only so much about mentally. Mm-hmm. Because see, the person development, I feel like with any entrepreneurial business, the person development is that magnet that's going to draw people to you. You're so right. Because of the people, you know, you're going to attract the type of people, you're going to end up serving the type of people that's really that you are. You're yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, that is so right. That you are. Yeah. Those are going to be the type of people you're they have light minded conversation along the tracks and you know like attract light. And people do business as you hear all the time. People they like, know, and trust. Mm-hmm. If they like and know you and they can trust you, oh my god, it's nothing they want to do for you. So I need to ask you, do you do you coach your team members in having sales conversations? Indirectly. How do you do that? You have to be creative. Okay. Especially if you have a team that's not interested. Self-development efforts. Right. You kind of got to throw it in there in conversation. Because that's kind of like a discipline or a practice yes. too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it it mm-hmm. takes a lot. And yeah. I, and I think me being heavily in the church, dealing with so many different types of people, mm-hmm. you know, working with different groups, it has allowed me to learn how to deal with people. Yes. From wherever they are, from what come and go, so we all can grow. Say that again. That was awesome. All we're doing, you know, it's like you dealing with people from different backgrounds everywhere. Wherever they at, but at the end of the day, we all one common goal. Yeah, we are one common goal to grow. That's it. Yes. So you know the type of conversation we have. No other barbershops have this type. We're sitting around talking about not only become better practitioners, mm-hmm. we're working on our credit scores. We're working on just becoming mentally better mm-hmm. and just physically better. Just trying mm-hmm. to do for people become the best men that we could possibly be to not only have it for us, because the gift is not for us. Right. It's, it's to be given. Yeah. And for your community. Well, families and community. Yeah. And that's the best thing you can learn about being a service industry. It's meant for you to give. Yeah. If you give people more than what they pay for, oh my God. The things that they'll do for you is is crazy. You know, I'll tell you a story. When I first started development, I was in a little small suite outside of this room back here. And once I decided to just step out, you know what, I'm going to try it. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I had no clue about running the business. I just I ain't ain't rocket science. Learn as you go. But when I opened my mouth and told people what I was doing, you'll be surprised at how many people just waiting to help me. Oh my gosh, that's great. I had one of my best clients. He asked me how much it was gonna take for me to do this. I told him how much it was gonna take. Then he called me the next day, he's like, yeah, come out my office money. So don't worry about no banks or nothing. Had the money there. Baby, that's a great story. Because it's also a story about paying it forward, isn't yes. it? I see now that's why, you know, people look at me, you know, even as when people standing up there on the street, 
you know, even sometimes my family they question it. Like, Why do you give so much? You know, you always have to know what they want to get some job. That's none of my business what you do. Mm-hmm. I have a job to do. Mm-hmm. God moving my heart to do something. Mm-hmm. Or the universe, how do you want to see it? When I'm moving to do something, I have to do it. Because I feel like if I'm not a baby to that voice, I put a pocket on these major blessings that I have and these are opportunities that I've been afforded. Mm-hmm. So the more I feel like I give, it's like the, the windows just open up for me. And it's not just things that have to be good for me, it happens to everybody around me. I was going to say, it seems to me as though you're creating like a whole system of giving and, and then it comes back to you're yeah. able to receive as yes, well. Yes, yes. So, and it also sounds like the way that you work and the man that you are and the family that you have and the community that you show up in are all aligned, that you're you're... Your purpose and your mission is the same in, in any role that you Yes. Um, like I said, my background influenced me a whole lot, and I want to find a way to do great work, but mm-hmm. not necessarily in the four walls of the church. Right. Yeah. I love God, love what I do, but I feel like it's so much bigger the impact that I can have when I can touch so many people that may not step not one foot in the church. Yeah. So I just got a lot of them don't, don't know what I'm doing for them, but. I disguise, I laugh, joke with them, talk about, but they don't realize that I'm looking at a bigger mission though. Yeah, so I figure out like, how can I help you grow? Like, let's get to the next level. How are you? Just get a little bit better and keep pushing. Keep pushing. And they say, you know, they don't push so much, not looking up, not trying to look up at the finish line, but they don't push so much and then they look up. Oh, wow, I made it. Yeah, yeah. And that's like one of the best feelings when you see it in their face and they see their reward. It's, it's just so rewarding to me mm-hmm. that. There's no dollar amount you can give me to replace the war and feeling this evening when somebody else life changed for real. And they life changed for real. That is a gift. It's amazing. Well, it's amazing to me that you have dedicated your life to this higher purpose and yet are able to live it out in every aspect of your life. And I so appreciate your sharing that. So so we're coming down to the end of our time together. And I just want to see if I can circle back with you maybe next year sometime oh, at about anytime. this time and, and see if we can do this again. Anytime. Anytime. Awesome. I would love to update anytime. Great. Yeah, anything you got going on, just let me know. Well, thank you. So, so listeners, I would like for you to know that Edward B.B. Hamilton has Executive Grooming Lounge at 4501 Williamsburg Road in Henrico, Virginia. And I would encourage anyone to stop by his shop and see what a great team he has in action here. I'm Wendy Dickinson with Ascend to Sell. And I ask you, the listener, to put a rating or or a review on iTunes for us and share this with your contacts and your friends. Have a great night. And thank you so much, Bibi. So thank you. It was a pleasure. Well, have a good rest of the day. And take care, listeners. Bye-bye.